The Productive Woman, Episode 21. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan, and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited to share with you in this episode my conversation with Jamie Clark Samples. Jamie's a new mom, a horsewoman, and a business owner. You will find links for Jamie's bio and the resources she mentions in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 21. Before we hear from Jamie, though, I want to remind you about something I brought up in the last episode, and that's about the upcoming 25th episode. I am very excited about that kind of amazed I've made it to that milestone. And I want to make it special. I want you to participate. So this is what I'm going to be doing. For the 25th episode, we want to share 25 great productivity tips for busy women. And I want to hear what yours are. What are your secrets for getting things done? How do you manage your time or organize your stuff? How do you keep track of your appointments? What are the productivity tools you can't live without? My hope is that I'll hear from so many of you that there won't be time for me to share any of mine. So please share your tips, your productivity tips. You can do that in two different ways. You can email them to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Be sure and put 25th episode in the subject line so I can find them. Or even better, just go to theproductivewoman.com and click on the button on the right-hand side to leave a voice message describing what your tip is. Be sure to let me know who you are. You don't have to share your last name if you don't want to. Just something like, hi, this is Cindy from Cincinnati. And my favorite productivity tip is something along those lines. Be sure to speak clearly, keep it succinct. And if it's a website or an app or something like that, be sure to tell us where we can find it. If it's in the app store or if there's a a URL that you can give. If you have more than one tip that you want to share, please leave them as separate recordings because what I'll do is take those audio files and actually play them in the show and it'll help if they're each separate. Now, in celebration of the 25th episode, I'm planning to draw one name at random from the folks that contribute tips to win a $25 Amazon gift card. So be sure to send your tip by December 31st, 2014 to be included. I can't wait to hear your suggestions, and I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. So now let's get into the heart of this episode. I am so excited to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Jamie Clark Samples. Now, I first heard of Jamie a few years ago when I watched her on TV as the co-anchor of America's Favorite Trail Horse, which was a televised horsemanship competition organized by the American Competitive Trail Horse Association. Since then, I have gotten to know her a little bit in some other capacities, and I have found her to be an amazing, upbeat, energetic woman and incredibly busy. She runs her own marketing and social media company called Yellow Barn Media, which serves the equine industry. She's a horsewoman, having competed in a variety of equestrian disciplines, for which I'm very jealous. She's a blogger, she's a public speaker, and certainly not least of all, she's a wife and a new mom. So I'm really looking forward to learning from her journey toward making a life that matters. So welcome, Jamie. Hi, and thanks, Laura. I'm really honored to be part of the show. 
Well, I'm thrilled to have you here, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you've got to say. So I thought um, we'll just get right into it. And, you know, the, the goal of the Productive Woman podcast is to sort of help women find the encouragement and, and tools they need to get the things done they want to get done and make that life that matters. And that's different for all of us. We all have our own ways of creating a life that matters. And I always think it's kind of fun to get a sense of who's talking, what the things are that you're dealing with. And so I thought, can you tell us a little bit, tell me a little about what a typical day for you might be, if there is such a thing as a typical day? Sure. And that has evolved and changed uh, this year, especially. But I think for me right now and for the last six months, my typical day has uh, I have a new son and he's going to be seven months old. So, of course, the the new joys of motherhood and uh, no sleeping and all of that. But my typical day, he does go to some daycare. That's part of the way that I can balance what I'm doing, but just a few hours a week. So for me, usually I get up in the morning, him and I spend some quality time together. While he naps, I usually check my email in the morning, see what my day looks like and kind of try to get a schedule, uh, at least a planned schedule. And um, that of course always changes. But you know, then for me, once he goes to daycare, I usually have about three to five hours, a block of time to where I can be productive during those hours. And then, of course, he comes home in the evening. My husband comes home and the baby goes to bed. And then usually I do some work at night, too. So it's just really been a balancing act for me, trying to find those quality blocks of time so that I can be very productive in what I'm doing. Sure. And that, you know, that kind of segues into a question that I always like to find uh, find an answer for, which is, you know, what are some of the biggest challenges for you with respect to productivity? You, like a lot of women, are juggling a lot of hats, wearing a lot of hats, juggling a lot of balls, however you want to call that. What do you think your challenges are in terms of getting things done? Is it managing your time, organizing your space, saying no? What are the kinds of things that you struggle with or focus on in trying to be as productive as you can? For me, usually it's managing my time and it's trying to minimize the distractions. Um, As I mentioned, usually um, just two days a week, my son goes to daycare and he goes for five hours both of those days. And always my goal is as soon as I drop him off, go to the coffee shop and work for four and a half hours and then go pick him up. But because of life and things that happened, you know, a lot of times I end up running to the bank, doing the things that need to be done because it's easier to do when I don't have him with me. And then I realize, oh, I only have two hours left and I still have five hours of work. So I think my biggest challenge is this. For me, I've really learned the value of saying no that's been very empowering. Um, the last two years, that's been something I've really taught myself to just say no, and then it's okay to do that. But really, for me, I think the biggest challenge is just finding those blocks of times and forcing myself to work, like from the time I drop him off to the time I pick him up on only work-related items, and not to play around on Facebook. And because I do social media, you know, managing my time, part of that is When you have 15 to 20 windows open on your computer, it's very easy to get distracted, you know, when you start a project. So for me, it is, I would say the biggest challenge is really, really being disciplined with my time and really taking the quality of time that I have 
and making the best use of it. Sure. And do you, a lot of the the women that I know are writers. And so they spend a lot of their day at the computer. And, you know, I was thinking about what you were just saying about having lots of windows open and, Mm -hmm. and how easy it is, especially if you're working from home or working in a place kind of isolated, that social media can be such a connection to other people that it's a real temptation to get in there. And do you happen to use any I've heard that there are apps that you can use to block your social media for a while. So you focus. Have you ever done anything like that? I have not used those. I have been very tempted. I think for me, when I absolutely know that I have to get something done that, you know, it's really, really important. I think it's just a matter of willpower. And I'll either do one of two things. Sometimes I will force myself to shut down every single window except for the one that I absolutely need. The other thing, which this has worked for me, I use Google Chrome. That's mainly I have Google Chrome open and I have my 15 windows open. But if I need to work on a specific project, I'll also maybe just open Internet Explorer. So I I just have the one tab open. But if I do need to go to another tab of resource that I have open, I can jump back over to Google Chrome. So that's how I do it. It's probably not the most productive, but that has worked for me. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just don't think there are any rules about how it needs to, you know, how you have to do it. And if it works for you, I think it's a great suggestion that may work for other people as well. You've mentioned that you sort of have this routine for how you get your work work done, your, you know, your business work done on the two days when your child is in daycare. What about the other things that you have to do? You have other demands besides um, being on the computer and doing the social media and things for your clients, what other routines or uh, processes or systems do you have in place to manage all these different demands that you have on your time? Well, I'm really blessed that I have a fantastic husband (laughs) and he really is a great helpmate to me um, when it comes to the house and the kids and getting groceries and, you know, all of those things, feeding the horses, feeding the dogs, you know, cleaning the litter box, all of those things that have to be done during the week. He works not in our home. You know, he works at a regular job in an office, um, nine to five, Monday through Friday. But if I need something, he's really great about helping me there. But for me, when I'm home, I am extremely high type A personality. And I've had to learn with being a new mom that sometimes you just have to take the most important task and take half an hour and tackle that. So for me, I've really just tried to bring myself down a couple notches and just do a few things every single day. And that seems really simple and very, very elementary. But depending on the type of personality you have, like my house makes me crazy sometimes. But I know that when I get up in the morning, if my son is napping and I'm not on the computer, I need to do one load of laundry. You know, I just need to focus on one thing at a time or a couple things throughout the day and get those done. I also have a really great family, my mom and my sister, especially because I have a baby. Um, A lot of times they might take my son and let me clean the house for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have friends that do the same. So I'm really, really blessed with a great support system. And my house is still crazy out of control a lot of times because when you have a baby, that's kind of how it is. But I've learned to just really compartmentalize what absolutely has to be done and what can wait. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's probably one of the things that 
a lot of women, we as women can struggle with because there are so many demands on our time and so many things we want to accomplish and we want to do them well. And it can be overwhelming. And uh, especially in a situation like yours or, you know, my oldest daughter has a new baby, you have to be realistic. And that may be the hardest thing we have to do every day is be realistic about what can be accomplished without completely <laughs> losing our minds. And I, yes, you know, like you, I highly recommend getting a really good husband. <laughs> That's probably my best productivity tool yes. is a great husband who's been very supportive of me and the goofy things that I undertake. So mm-hmm. well done you. <laughs> What are some of the, I I like to get real practical and we're going to put some links in the show notes. You sent me some great suggestions. We don't have to talk about all of those, but in terms of making the best use of your time to be productive, what are some of the tools or things that you might use either, you know, in your home life or in your business to get things done, to manage all the stuff, the data, the time, whatever it is that uh, some tools that you might recommend to somebody who has a life like yours, perhaps? Well, first of all, the one thing, which isn't necessarily a tool, but I think it's something that we all need to learn. And it took me, I'm 37 this year, and it took me until about two years ago to be comfortable with outsourcing things. Probably a multitude of your listeners are uh, maybe solopreneurs. Basically, they're just, it's just them. They work from their home. They do what they love, but they don't maybe have a staff Mm -hmm. or maybe they contract a few things out. For me, I've learned outsourcing has been the absolute best thing for me. I used to do all my own accounting, which I'm not good at. I used to try to do all my design work and web work and all of these things that I'm really not stellar at. And for me, learning to outsource those to professionals that are really good at what they do, that was one of the top three most important things I've learned as a business person. So if you can learn that first, and you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't have the money to do that. Here's the thing. Our time is so valuable as women, as business owners, no matter who you are, your time is so valuable. And if you're doing what you love, you need to really, really use your time where it's best spent. And so sometimes outsourcing those things, it's very uncomfortable in the beginning. It's very uncomfortable to write those checks in the beginning. But once you realize it's freeing up your time to do what you love, that is probably one of the most valuable tools I've learned. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I just, I have to say, this is the funny thing. I'm a, I'm a lawyer for my day job and I actually, you know, go to an office and spend many, many hours there. And until recently was commuting 55 miles each way uh, every day. And I would come home on the weekends and after a long work week and do one of two things, either spend the weekend cleaning house, or if I just was too exhausted to do it, you know, sit on my chair to watch TV or something and not be able to relax because I saw dust bunnies or whatever. And I did that for six years until I finally sucked it up and hired somebody to come in twice a month to clean my floors and my bathrooms. Mm -hmm. And I felt guilty for doing it because I thought, you know what, it's my home. I know how to clean house. But it was a life changer for me to pay that relatively small amount of money to be able to come home on the weekend to this clean house and be able to relax and enjoy relaxing instead of, you know, either working the whole time cleaning or else 
not being able to enjoy relaxing because things weren't clean. So big fan. I, I agree with you 100%. What else? The other thing which kind of goes along with that is, you know, if you're not sure how to outsource or where to start, you know, I used a virtual assistant when I started. So I went to someone who had a plethora of administrative skills. So whether it was database entering information, whether it was doing follow-up phone calls, whether it was sending cards, whether it was following up on proposals, I used a virtual assistant service and that was very, very affordable. But I will say, I have a very small team of people that all work out of their homes. And so when I have a, a new client that I bring on, they get entered into a system called Basecamp. And Basecamp is the easiest way to describe it is it's just one place where you can put all of your data and you can allow people. It's basically just sharing. You're sharing information, but it's all in one spot. I think it's $50 a month for what I pay. There's, of course, different types of membership, but it's very affordable and it's where I can put all the information safely uh, and then I can add whatever team members that I want. I can let the, give them access to certain information and not other information in the file. So it's a really great place to say, okay, we're going to have a team meeting, but it's virtual. Mm. You can upload documents. You can upload anything you want into this online sharing team building I don't even know really what word I'm looking for, but it's just a great way to say, here's all the information on this client. It's information and data sharing. You can set up calendars, you can set up reminders so that if you have two people working on one part of the project, you're working on another. That has been really great for me. You know, if you have clients that either stop working with you or you're finished with the project, you know, you can archive that. So you always have, instead of going back and trying to find an email from three years ago, <laughs> you know, I think we've all probably done that. You have everything for that project in one spot. It's awesome. Yeah. And I've heard of that before. And in fact, when I was preparing to launch my podcast, I took an online podcasting course called Podcasting A to Z that's taught by Cliff Ravenscraft, who's a, kind of a guru for podcasters. And he organized everything through Basecamp. That was kind of my first exposure to it. And to me, it seemed a little bit overwhelming, but I think it was just because it was something new to me. But it does seem like a really great way to collaborate virtually from wherever folks may be. So great suggestion. And I'll be sure and put a link to their website in the show notes. So those are a couple of great tools for any listeners who might be involved in either running a business themselves or, you know, running a volunteer organization mm -hmm. or a volunteer, you know, having some sort of volunteer project, any number of ways that those can be used. Let me ask this before we kind of finish up. This is sort of a loaded question because you know, <laughs> there's an obvious answer to this. Do you ever have a day when it just all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And what do you do to get back on track when that happens? It's definitely a loaded question. And I think that as you develop your business, whether you're a year in or I'm going on year seven, and I'll be honest, I feel like 2014 is really the first year that I've had it all together. <laughs> and of course, this is a year that, you know, we're adopting our son. And so we've had all these things going on. And I think it's going to be different for every person. But I think for me, it's a couple things. The first thing I usually do when I'm just my head is going to explode is I go to the barn. 
Um, not the bar. People think I say I go to the bar. I'm like, no, no, the barn with an N. For me, and you know, if there's horse people listening, they'll understand this. I literally put my face in my pony's neck and I just breathe for a minute and it makes it all better. And, you know, that's my little, my little la la land out at the barn. But, you know, that relaxes me and kind of brings me back down to earth. But then you still have to come back and say, okay, maybe I've had a very challenging client. I've had some things that are upsetting or I have so much great stuff happening, which is awesome, but it's so much at one time and it's hard to manage. I use Google Calendar um, to keep track of my life for the most part. And that really works great. But I also think for me, too, with my personality, I'm still a little bit old school. So when I need to clear the slate and find out what is really a priority for me, I get out a piece of paper and a pencil and I write down every single task that is on my mind. I just write it down. I love lists. So, you know, I'll go clear my head, take a deep breath, maybe get a coffee or some chocolate or, you know, some awesome dessert of sorts. But then I'll sit back down and say, okay. One of the things I always say is it is what it is. So wherever you're at, that's what you have to deal with. And you're going to either move forward positively or negatively. And for me, it's a choice. I'm always going to move forward and find something positive no matter what the situation. So for me, I'm going to write it down. And then um, I love highlighters. I like color. So (laughs) I will then color code my list and I'll just get to it. You know, and sometimes depending on the day, depending on the time of day, Sometimes you just have to shut the computer and start the next morning so you're fresh, so you're not too frustrated. But I think for me, always reminding yourself why you do what you do. I live for marketing. I love it. It's fun. I think about it all the time. My friends think I'm weird, but (laughs) I love it. And so for me, reminding myself that for me, God has blessed me to be having my own company for seven years. I get to stay home with my son. As he grows, I get to go to his basketball games or baseball games or wrestling or whatever he decides to do. I get to be there for him, but I still get to do what I love and set my own schedule. So when I take myself back and I look at the priorities and remind myself of why I do what I do, it's very easy to get back on track because I'm very thankful for where I'm at and, you know, where I'm going. Yeah, it's that whole developing that attitude of gratitude, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Which is, yes. it's uh, sort of timely since as we're recording this, it's a couple days before Thanksgiving and uh, mm-hmm. it's on, you know, everybody's mind. There's really something to be said for that, taking that time to think about how really blessed you are and to be grateful mm-hmm. for what you have. And it changes your attitude towards the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Wow. So many great suggestions, great positive ideas. I, I am so grateful that you have taken some time to share this with me. So so what's on the horizon for you, Jamie? What do you have professionally, personally, what do you that you might want to share with listeners as as to what's coming up for you? Professionally, 2015, well, it will be our seventh year in business. And so for me, I just love the number seven too. That's just kind of a weird side note, but seven's a good number. There's a lot of things on the horizon, but really for us, my goal, and, and this is so, I always say it kind of sounds vague and everyone says this, but Every year we do want to get better. I want to really hone in our services that we offer to our clients and the people that are on my team. I want to always make sure that I've got the best people that truly, truly care about customers. So we're just looking to always make sure we're doing something better than we did yesterday. And, you know, I don't know about any certain 
products or services that are going to maybe be new. But for us, we're just really honing in the people that we have, the skills that we have to always work better. And I think personally, it's going to be a ridiculously exciting year. Mm-hmm. I um, mentioned that um, we will be adopting our son and uh, we started the foster care process. That was, uh, well, it was about a year and a half ago. And we got our first placement, which is our son now in May. And uh, he'll be seven months next month. Our adoption papers have gone in. And we're just waiting for the state of Michigan to stamp it and say, yes, he's yours officially. So very exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of other things. But that is we are so honored and so blessed to be his parents. He's the coolest kid ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're really just excited to see, you know, what he does, what he grows up to do. And I think we will do another foster child next year as well in hopes to adopt. So very, it's going to be very busy. I mean, we have one kid right now, it's pretty manageable and two is going to add on some other challenges, but we're excited and, um, 2015 is going to be a great year. So. Sounds like it's so much to look forward to. And I know you'll be doing lots of things with your clients, doing some speaking. You mentioned Mm -hmm. that you'll be um, speaking at a horse expo in January. Yes. Very exciting stuff. I I know you spend a lot of time online. Social media is kind of one (laughs) of your things. Where can people connect with you online? You have a website. Where, what, what's the best way for folks to find you if they wanted to connect with you? Uh, well, I always tell people, however you're comfortable connecting with us, that's how you can find us. So we have a website. It's yellowbarnmedia.com. We also have a Facebook, uh, which is also under Yellow Barn Media. On Twitter, you can find me at Joyful Jamie, and that's J-A-M-I-E. We're on Instagram under Yellow Barn Media. And if you go to our website, you can sign up for our monthly newsletter. And if you go there right now, you can download a free ebook uh, when you sign up for the newsletter. So in our newsletters, I always like to tell people they're very, very friendly. They're timely. And we're not going to send you random stuff. We're going to send you stuff that matters. So marketing tips and and, uh, new new things that, that are happening in the marketing world. Very cool. All right. Well, any last words for the listener who might be looking for that last little bit of help or encouragement in getting stuff done and making a life that matters? Yeah, this is one tip. Well, there's I could talk for 20 minutes about just that. But what I'll say is this, no matter what you're doing in your business, no matter what your competition looks like, there's only one of you. It took me a long time to realize, I mean, marketing is it's a huge, huge market. There's marketers everywhere. And for me, you know, your smile is like your business card. I I love that. Someone told me that once and I'm like, wow, that's great. Just be encouraged no matter what you're doing. If you're working for someone, if you own your own business, just know that you are the only you out there and your clients will come to you because of you and what you offer. So be proud of that. Stick to that. Don't bend for anyone else because that's what other people do. Always stay true to yourself and the clients that you need will find you. And I also would like to say thank you, Laura, for this opportunity. I feel very honored. I absolutely love encouraging and inspiring other businesswomen or business people in this journey because it is hard. And if we band together and encourage each other, and help each other with resources like your podcast is doing, it's just much easier to get through the day-to-day routine. So thank you so much, Laura, for doing what you do as well. 
Well, absolutely. And it's been such a joy to have you. So thank you so much, Jamie. And I look forward to getting to know you more in months to come. So thanks again. Thank you. I am really thrilled to have had Jamie Clark Samples participate in this week's episode. So what do you think? Do you have any questions for Jamie? Is there anything she said that particularly resonated with you? Please feel free to ask your questions or share your thoughts by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 21 and scroll down to the comment section. Leave your comments there. Jamie will check in during the week that this episode airs and will respond to any questions as she can. Before we close out then, a couple of just quick announcements. As always, I'm interested in your suggestions for topics for the show or guests that you think I should talk to. Always, you can email your suggestions or your questions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or leave a voice message by going to theproductivewoman.com and clicking on the button there. Thank you so much for doing that. I always enjoy hearing from folks with their suggestions so that I can cover things that you care about. And another reminder, don't forget to email your favorite productivity tips or leave a voice message by clicking on the button at theproductivewoman.com to be part of the 25th episode productivity celebration. Get your tips to me by December 31st, 2014 to be eligible for the drawing for a $25 Amazon gift card. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network, which is a network of podcasts on a variety of topics. I hope you will check out the options, check out the shows, and find more of the award-winning and award-nominated podcasts that make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Jamie. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. If you enjoy the podcast and haven't already subscribed, remember you can subscribe to The Productive Woman in iTunes or in Stitcher. Links to both are in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com. Look for episode 21. You can also click on the iTunes or Stitcher icon at the top of uh, the website page to get straight to the subscription location. As always, if you think the podcast is worthwhile, I would be so grateful if you would consider posting a review and rating the podcast at iTunes. This helps keep it visible so people who haven't heard of it can discover it and become part of it. And finally, be sure to join the conversation on Facebook. Look for The Productive Woman like the page and leave a post there to introduce yourself. I really do want to hear from you. And I look forward to talking with you again soon in the next episode. And until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.